we are finally back with our first arena review of the 2022-2023 season. Here are all our thoughts about the Mass Mutual Center in Springfield, Massachusetts. Let's go. everybody and welcome to episode 35 of high character evan and i made the trip to springfield for umass hockey's season opening game against aic to the mass mutual center and we are going to review mass mutual center like we've done for all the other arenas that we've visited since we started the podcast my name is cameron and i'm here with my good pal evan evan how's it going man doing pretty well uh i thought just as like a just a start off to the episode i thought mass mutual was pretty cool and I think uh, I'm ready to talk about it. And I think uh, we got some pretty, pretty nice things to say about it. Yeah, I would say so. Um, a, a big part of going to Mass Mutual Center these days, obviously, um, MGM Springfield a few years ago was constructed right next to it. Um, really nice casino. Uh, a lot of people head there before and after um, AIC games and Springfield Thunder game, Bird games there, which is it's pretty cool. We've made it a tradition to hit up the casino before um the last two times we've played at AIC and it's been it's been a good time I think we've come out net positive which is cool um but just a cool kind of um thing we'll we'll talk about that and where it um where it plays into the rating for Mass Mutual Center soon but uh just to refresh you guys on uh the categories that we rank it off of we have five um the first one atmosphere slash fans is at a 10 points second one neighborhood slash access at a 10 points concessions is the third one at a 10 points then the last two bang for your buck and extras those are both out of five points so the highest an arena can get is a 40 out of 40 um we've been pretty critical on these arenas no, nothing has gotten over a, a 30 yet so uh before we jump into those we'll just go over a little bit of a history of the mass mutual center so surprisingly it opened in 1972 as the Springfield Civic Center. So it's 50 year old facility doesn't look nearly that old when you're inside. It did go uh, undergo some renovations, which is pretty nice. It is connected to a convention center, which funny enough, I had my high school senior year prom in of all places. Uh, it holds about 6,800 people for hockey. And when it was built 50 years ago, it cost 10.3 million and they put in $71 million for the renovation, which most of it went into that convention center I mentioned in 2003. It's had a lot of tenants over the years, for sure. First one being the Springfield Indians of the AHL, um, the Hartford Whalers, the NHL team, which uh, if you remember from our review of the XL Center, the roof of that building collapsed. Uh, it took them two years to fix it. So they called Springfield home for the two years while that was getting fixed. Um, other teams to play, the Springfield Fame, which were a U.S. basketball league team, the Springfield Falcons of the AHL, Springfield Armor of the NBA D-League, Springfield Thunderbirds, who are the current tenant in the AHL, um, the Springfield Spirit, uh, women's basketball team, and now AIC as well. So a lot of teams have called it home. It has a, a pretty storied history, I guess, for downtown Springfield area. Yeah, honestly, going into this, I had this is the first time I'm hearing all that. Like, I saw there they had a couple of different jerseys that they were rocking in the concourse, and 
it didn't even seem like that many. Like you just named off, I think, way more stuff than the actual jerseys that they had in the, in the concourse would actually lead you to believe. So that's uh, super interesting. And uh, I had no idea that the Hartford Whalers were posted up over there for two years. That's a, uh, I guess it's not in the grand scheme of things that far of a, you know, of a drive for Hartford fans. So that's probably not the worst place in the world, but moving to a completely new state for a couple of years, definitely you know, has a couple of alarms going off in my mind. It just seems super odd for, you know, especially what would have been a professional hockey team at that time. Yeah, it definitely does. Thinking about an NHL team playing games in the Mass Mutual Center is it's a pretty funny thought. Also, something I didn't mention is they've had an insane amount of concerts and events over the years, pretty big name music stars. So um, pretty cool there. And, and currently it's operated by MGM. So anytime there's a concert put on by MGM Springfield, it'll be at that building, which is which is cool. All right, so I guess we will hop into our ratings here. Like I said, the first one is atmosphere slash fans out of 10. And uh, when you go to an AIC game at Mass Mutual Center, you won't have many fans there. It's uh, Springfield Thunderbirds can get a decent amount of fans for their games, but AIC, um, especially when it's not opening night like we just went to, they really have trouble um, drawing a crowd. It doesn't seem like they have a pretty, a very expansive fan base from what we see. Yeah, and it's a little surprising to me because, like, you know, they play in the conferences that they play in, which, you know, usually, like, they are the guys to beat, you know what I mean? Like, they're usually always the champions of their conference. So it's super odd that, you know, you'd see a team that has a lot of success and, you know, they don't really have the fan base to show for it. Like, when we were there last night, it's literally a case of maybe a 90 to 10 split between UMass fans to AIC fans, like, just in our immediate vicinity, there might have been four or five really rowdy drunk dudes, you know, to the left of us. And then there might have been a section of maybe four or five, like, might have been like players' girlfriends or something like that, like some sort of, you know, relation to the team. But that was basically in half the arena that we could, you know, hear, you know, with our ears, like in a general vicinity of us, there was maybe nine to 10 fans total where. If I took a look around where we were sitting, I could pick out probably 20 members of UMass Twitter just, just by looking you know, around me. I didn't even have to peer or squint very hard like, to actually figure out where people were sitting. So there was a huge disparity between you know, fans of both teams there. And I've tried to you know, ask people about this because I always find it super interesting. It's just like you know, Springfield's one of the larger cities in Massachusetts, right? And they're just, I don't know if like AIC has just such a small alumni base or something like that, or because they're an international college, like maybe most of their, you know, uh, alumni like move back home, like if they're coming from overseas or something like that, and they just don't stick around the Springfield area. But it's super weird to me seeing, you know, just a complete lack of fans and the lack of support for the program, because overall, their program's pretty solid and has a fair amount of success at their level. So super weird to me. Yeah, something that might play into it is the arena is a couple miles away from their campus, mm-hmm. which uh, we've talked about it in other places doesn't help having an arena away from campus. Um, yeah, just from what we've seen, doesn't seem like they get a lot of fans. The attendance for the game that we went to opening night was just over a thousand. The building holes almost seven thousand, and that was a really good crowd for them too. We've been when UMass has played there another time, and it was. Uh, maybe a couple hundred fans in attendance. So um, really not what you want in terms of atmosphere. Um, that's why I had to give it a 1.5 out of 10 and Evan gave it a two out of 10. So um, probably the, the lowest that we have given a, an arena so far that we've ranked. 
Yeah, and there's really nothing much more to say than that. I mean, it was just just abysmal. You know, like when they when they were out there, you know, announcing the starting lineups for both teams, you know, you'd hear a couple of cheers, you know, maybe four or five people, you know, screaming, yeah, AIC. Then when they were talking about, you know, Pavisic and Webster starting for UMass, you were hearing a pretty solid amount of cheers. You know, like, let's go, boys. You know, everybody was, you know, pretty, pretty much on UMass's side for that. And it's just that's kind of it hurts just a little bit more knowing that we couldn't get a W because I know that place would have been rocking way more. You know what I mean? Like just, we had a lot of support in that building in comparison to AIC and we just couldn't pull out the W, which is unfortunate, but we definitely were outnumbering them for the most part. Yeah. We've talked about it during the game too. If there was ever a national tournament game, UMass versus AIC in that building, it'd be 99% UMass fans, which would, uh, it would be a fun sight for us, not for the the few AIC fans that do make it out there. So yeah. that's what that's why we gave it the poor rating. The next category that we want to talk about is neighborhood slash access. So basically, like what's around the arena, how easy it is to get there, that kind of thing. And uh, I think we both thought pretty highly of this. Obviously, Springfield pretty accessible for a lot of um, college hockey fan bases. Pretty um, smack dab in the middle. You got decently short drive to Boston down to Hartford, um, up to Vermont. If you want to make that drive, it's kind of like a middle, a middle grounds where everything, everybody can kind of reach it in new England. It's the reason the biggies there in that area, like kind of a, kind of a middle point. So, um, location pretty good. And at least for me, a lot of the, the big points come from having MGM near there. You got the casino, a lot of nice restaurants, just a, a fun place to spend a night. Um, and you could park for free at the casino and it's just a one block um, walk away to the mass mutual center. So that uh, definitely plays into the points pretty big for me, at least. Yeah. You basically explained everything I was going to say. Like MGM is huge. You know, like we, we spend a little bit of time there before the game. I ended up winning like 80 bucks before the game. So that's a pretty big dub right there. can't be mad about that at all. Um, obviously, you know, the, the parking garage is huge. You don't have to pay for parking, very short walk. That's awesome. There's a ton of solid restaurants. I know like the Red Rose Pizzeria is pretty there. It's, it's right there. It's supposed to be pretty good. Um, never been there personally, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. Um, and yeah, you know, you can always pop into the, you know, into the actual casino itself, grab a quick drink or whatever, you know, like everything's really accessible and, you know, to obviously playing into the location too, like there's a ton of, you know, highways that connect into there. So, I mean, you could get there easily enough if you live in Springfield itself and you don't have a car, you could probably take the PVTA. I saw a couple of buses running by the arena before the game. So there's definitely ways of getting there. There's ways of it being easily accessible for people of all sorts of transportational forms, you know what I mean? Or modes of transportation. So I think uh, it's definitely a really solid place to go, you know, catch a game in that respect. You know, you could definitely get there and uh, get there comfortably and accessibly. Yeah. And uh, in terms of the scores, Evan and I both gave it an eight out of 10 for neighborhood slash access. For just for reference, we gave the XL Center, um, we both gave it a 7 out of 10 for access. And I think um, for the Mass Mutual Center in Springfield, the casino with the free parking as opposed to paying, this kind of just gives it that little bit of a leg up. Definitely. All right. So the third category we want to touch on is the concessions. And I think it's fair to say that both of us were very pleasantly surprised by what we saw in the concessions. A um, lot of options. A lot of different types of food you can get. When we went there, it was $2 beer night, which is which is pretty cool. They have a lot of options for beer and other alcohol as well. So uh, 
just some some high quality offerings compared to the other places we've been so far. Yeah, I didn't partake in in the concessions personally because I wasn't hungry because we ended up getting some food before the game. But um, yeah, the 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 selection was really solid. I remember you ended up snagging like a like a taco salad bowl of some sort. You'll probably end up elaborating on that pretty soon. But just in the prices in general, like I'm pretty sure everything there was under ten bucks. Like. Mm-hmm that's really solid. You know, like you got a pretty, pretty big amount of food for what was it? Nine bucks, you know, yeah. just for the actual food itself. I think a bottle of water is like three or four bucks. Mm-hmm. That's not the worst thing in the world, but I mean, obviously you're there for, you know, the food rather than, you know, the drinks, you know, that's probably where they're getting you a little bit is on the drinks because most people want waters and stuff like that. But I mean, you get yourself, you know, a pretty sizable food item and a beverage for 13 bucks. I can think of a lot worse places when it comes to food. You know what I mean? Like, Again, it kind of reminds me of the Excel Center in the sense that like the AHL arenas that are kind of quote unquote rented out, you know, for for college use always seem to have really solid concessions. Um, I think just the selection is always way better and the pricing is a lot more affordable, um, probably because it's not running on the university's dollar as much. I think it's because it's still running through like whoever owns the actual arena itself. So maybe they kind of have their own little subsidization of the prices in that respect, but I thought it was super solid. And, you know, you can obviously elaborate on the food because I didn't eat it myself, but you seem to be enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah, I really did. Uh, Evan mentioned my taco salad I got. There was uh, like a whole stand with different like taco related items. Really, really good um, tasty food for not that much. They have all the kind of classic foods you want, like hot dogs, pretzels, candy, um, not too expensive, um, kind of kind of on the lower end for prices we've seen for other arenas. They had a, a nice barbecue stand with pulled pork, mac and cheese, wings, that kind of stuff. So a lot of variety. Like Evan said, it's, it's kind of what we've been used to seeing for from the AHL arena specifically, just like a higher standard of food. And for that reason, I gave it an 8.5 out of 10 and Evan gave it a nine out of 10. So um, both, both scores are the highest we've given an arena for, for food. So pretty good. I would say all things. Loved it. Yeah. All right. The next category we want to do is bang for your buck, which is out of five. And that's basically, basically return on your investment. uh, What you put in versus what you get out of the experience um tickets were very cheap before fees they were $12 for general admission so you buy your ticket um you can sit anywhere in the arena even on the glass which is a great deal um we'd like to see a little bit more quality hockey when you go to a college hockey game I guess in terms of the atmosphere and like you want to see a packed house rowdy fans and stuff like that so you don't get that um but it is a really really cheap night out um and even compared to going to a Springfield Thunderbirds game, like the price point is cheaper. So um, you get quality hockey play for very cheap price and you can sit wherever you want. Yeah. I mean, I, when I, when I kind of thought about the bank for the buck, I kind of looked at everything in like a whole holistic sense. Like you got MGM right there. Like I was taking into account the location as well. I mean, the, the ticket itself was 12 bucks before fees. That's I'm pretty sure the cheapest we've gotten so far Mm -hmm. so that you can't knock on at all. That's awesome. And then just knowing, like, you know, if you go to the arena, you got, you know, places to eat afterwards. You got, you know, a casino right there to go hit up after the game. Like, you know, just to get into the arena and watch a pretty solid hockey game for what was like 17 bucks after fees and all that, like, you can't beat that. And then afterwards, you can make a whole night out of it. You can head up to the casino, maybe get your money back and make <laughs> make the game free. Who knows? You know, like, obviously, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff you can do in the area. So just for that price point, I feel like you can't beat it. Like you can easily make a nice night out out of the whole ordeal. 
yeah, if you're if you're pumped up after a big game, you don't have to go home. Like you can you can stay out all night if you wanted to at the casino and surrounding area, which is pretty cool. And for for those reasons, I gave it a four out of five. Evan gave it a five out of five. All right. So the last category that we want to talk about is extras, and that is out of five. Just anything extra that adds to the experience it might be um, like the quality of the video presentation, extra things you could look at around the concourse, like history um museum type things displays that kind of stuff just anything um that you're not necessarily paying for but make your experience better and i don't know if you really have anything i didn't really see anything in terms of extras when it comes to aic specifically yeah realistically i mean i thought the announcer was a little little not ideal like the pa guy he was mispronouncing names left and right i think he had four different pronunciations for josh nodler like it was just i was like what is going on here so i think you do on the podcast as well to be fair but yeah but i'm not getting paid that's the difference like this guy is probably getting paid by athletics to do that yeah i mean hey if anybody wants to you know give us a little subsidy go for (laughs) it i'm down i will brush up on my pronunciation immediately but uh until then i think i think i'll flip-flop as i see fit just for entertainment purposes but um, yeah. So I wasn't too impressed with the PA announcer. the The overall video quality, like there was no like create like there was no cool lights or really anything. It was just a couple of random flashing strobe lights and eh, like whatever. I don't know. I just you know the the video presentation seemed fairly low quality. Like the sound wasn't really popping. I gave it. I I'm gonna spoil my score. I gave it two points for the two five or two dollar beers that I got. You know what I mean? Like that's it. I got one point for each beer, but. Other than that, there's really nothing much to write home about. You know, I wasn't thoroughly impressed, you know, and it's fairly similar to the XL Center, in my opinion. You know, like there wasn't much, nothing that really made it feel like an AIC arena because it's not, you know what I mean? It's they're renting it out. They don't have their own official space. And you can tell just by the way the place was decorated, you know, it's a temporary home for them, it seems like, or, you know, it could be a long lasting home, but they're certainly not making out to feel like home. It just feels like a place to play for them. So I wasn't thoroughly impressed, but you can never knock $2 beer night. But I think that might just be a one-off gimmick. So realistically, if they didn't have that, I'd probably be giving it a zero. But I gave it a two just for, you know, the beers. Yeah, and they, uh, like you said, they didn't really have much. There was a little table with uh, AIC merch, but that was about it. You walk around, there's not even much um, celebration of the Thunderbirds. They had one one little display case with some jerseys of, Springfield's past hockey history but that's about it nothing for AIC um because of this I kind of I had to go with a zero I just I like to see a little bit more school oriented things when I'm in the um college teams arena um so I gave gave it a zero and Evan gave it a two um and that will round out our scoring so in total out of 40 points I gave the Mass Mutual Center a 22 and Evan gave it a 26 so a little bit higher um, but still on on the lower end of the arenas that we um, have visited so far. To to compare, I gave it the same score that I gave Conti Form. Um, Evan gave it the same score that he gave XL Center. So kind of in that in that range for us. It, it feels good knowing that I'm at least somewhat kind of consistent with my scoring now. Like I think it's it's very comparable to the XL Center in the grand scheme of things. I'm kind of curious because like I'm looking back at the scores right now. You gave XL Center a 28. And you're dropping all mass mutual down to a 22. Like I'm trying to figure out where you kind of are completely destroying them for points. I guess that is the atmosphere. That's kind of what I'm looking at. It seems yeah, like the UConn fans are much more rowdy. Definitely atmosphere. Yeah. UConn fans do show out a little bit, although there's a lot of UMass fans there, but uh, 
a lot more compared to AIC. AIC's was a little little bit abysmal to me. I gotta say, I haven't yeah. haven't really experienced anything worse than that in terms of college hockey. So, um, still fun arena to go to. Like we mentioned, a lot of stuff on the outside, uh, and definitely if your team is there, worth the the trip and the price of admission. I I don't can't say I'd go there if your team's not playing there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if your team is there, it's a fun time. You have MGM nearby. A lot of a lot of fun stuff to do, and it shouldn't be too hard to get from wherever you are. 100%. All right, so that is our arena review. We will have hopefully a bunch more of these coming as the year goes through. Any any new arena we'll go to, we will have an arena review. We're pretty excited for uh, is it Belfast Arena. Is that what it's called? In Dude, let, me, let me look it up. Yeah, we will, have, we will have an arena review for our trip to Belfast, which should be fun. It's, it's technically the SSC Arena Belfast. So. Okay, there we go. So we will have that and much more. Um, maybe, maybe even round out Hockey East this year. We're going to see our final Hockey East Arena. Um, so a lot of fun things to come in this little series. But stay tuned. Our next episode will be the series preview for Denver. Very exciting series coming up. So uh, we're excited for it. We hope you guys are too. Thank you for listening again. And go UMass. Go UMass. Take care, everybody.